Welcome back to another episode of Water Hockey's Extra Sauce, where we take a deeper dive into the connections, friendships, and stories we've made while working on Water Hockey and all the stops along the way. Uh, first and foremost, before we get into the interview, I want to thank Texas Hockey Apparel. Make sure to go head to texashockeyapparel.com and check out the Texas Beer League shirt that we have collabed with Garrett on. Get it while supplies last. The pre-order is not going to be up for much longer. Um, also, make sure to head to Conway and Banks. Use the link in our link tree for Water Hockey to get 10% off your entire order. Obviously, the best bags in the game. Get to the rink and style, 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 as we always like to say. Um, and last but certainly not least, head over to SauceToss.com. Use code WATASAUCE to get 10% off your entire order. Uh, hashtag Bags for Beauties. It's time for... It's summertime down here in Texas. Uh, obviously, we'll get to chatting with our guests here in a second. We're kind of in the brutal, almost triple-digit heat here, uh, but that doesn't mean you can't stop playing hockey and saucing it all summer long. So hashtag Bags for Beauties, SauceToss.com. Uh, today is no exception as this guest and I cross paths when I was lucky enough to start working and writing for the Morning Skate about uh, a year and a half ago now, I think. Uh, but she is the boss, literally the boss of her own PR company, working with clients throughout the NHL. Uh, Savarina Scazzari, did I say that correctly? Yeah, you had it. Awesome. Well, welcome to Water Hockey. Thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, so let's let's just take it from the beginning. How did the PR journey begin for you? And was it something that you found yourself wanting to pursue at a young age or something that was kind of later on in life you you realized clicked on for you? I swore that I would never work in sports. <laughs> I was all about entertainment. The original dream was to cover the Oscars wet carpet and marry Brad Pitt. <laughs> Somehow I ended up doing this. I started at 14 doing interviews, and then eight years in, I interviewed Zach Ronaldo. He's local to Hamilton, where I'm based, and he needed some PR help, and that led to other opportunities. So, but the dream is not dead. You could still end up in the entertainment industry because you've been you've been at this for a while now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could. And I think I'm more open to marrying Brad Pitt than I am getting back into the entertainment industry. <laughs> very fair. Very fair. Well, if we ever cross paths, I'll, I'll let him know. I'll pass him your email. We'll, we'll see if we can't set something up for you. Yeah, you can put in a good word for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as you did say, most of your clients are, are current and former NHL players, as well as a mutual friend, AJ Galante, uh, which I miss talking to him. He's like the nicest human being in the world. Was it always in the plans to catapult your career in the hockey world once you had that first interview with Ronaldo? Or, or is that something you were like, I really want to stick with the entertainment side of things, but you were like, I'm just making so many connections in the hockey world. And it's so small that I feel everybody knows everybody. Yeah, initially I thought Zach would be one and done and I'd be back to do my old thing. And then I found there were other people doing similar things. So I talked to 44 Concierge, which is partially owned by Nate Thompson. Talked to his business partner just for advice, and five minutes in, he offered me a job to work with a few of their guys, including Trocheck, Bernie, and uh, Shay Theodore at the time. That's awesome. And you and Trocheck have been working together for a while now. He kind of seems to be like the top tier client for you, right? Yeah, we've been working together right before he got traded from Florida to Carolina. That was when we first started working together. That's awesome. So, was it kind of like, did you have to take a step back a tad and be like, I'm talking to an NHL player right now, and this is my job, and they're now my client. Did it take a minute for that to kind of set in, or was that like, you know what? I'm a boss. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to create this sick website. I'm going to start my own company. It's going to be my namesake, or how, how did that all kind of like play out for you? 
Uh, it was a lot of confidence building. I felt so lost and like an imposter in the industry for that first year and a bit. And I just, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to look at other people and see what they're doing and try to match up to at least half of what they're doing. And then the relationships with the guys and their families has been so rewarding and so weird to me when like Doug Gilmore calls me and I'm watching a hockey game. <laughs> And it's just like, you got to pinch yourself to believe that it's real. You're like, hey, Dougie, I'm sorry. The Maple Leafs are on a baker break, breakaway right now. I need you to like hold on for like two seconds. Never mind. They missed. All right. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so and, and if you don't want to touch on this, that's completely OK. But you are an ambassador for the Kidney Foundation of Canada. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and, and what it means to you specifically? For sure. I've had kidney disease since I was born and I'm working towards a kidney transplant. I'm currently at 8% function. So we're looking at doing the surgery this year. So it's been great to connect with Kidney Ontario through actually Gilmore put us in touch and just be able to give back to those in similar situations as well as those who have helped me in my journey. Well, I think it just kind of puts another feather in the cap because like we've obviously said before, you're obviously, you know, killing it, running your own business, running your own company. So just having having the courage and the uh, the strength to, to battle through all of that and still be a boss and do your thing is awesome. Uh, before we keep going, obviously, is there any way that anyone that's listening can can donate or are there any links that we can uh, can click over to or any anywhere we can kind of help out a little bit? Yeah, you can head over to kidneyontario.ca and then there's usually some 50-50 draws over on their Instagram at Kidney Ontario. Even on Twitter, there's some different movements and then we have some projects going on. There's always different ways to win some signed jerseys that I usually donate. So I'll keep everybody posted on that. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, we'll make sure to tag you and everything whenever we post this and, and that way people can, can, uh, can contribute a little bit. Uh, but to kind of shift back to hockey for a sec, can you... Can you take us back to that that first moment when when you basically got the job and you realized, okay, now now I'm I'm PR for the NHL essentially. What was that like for you, and what was the process process after it got started from basically you getting that job to creating that website, creating your business, and really pushing this along the way? It was just really crazy trying to remind myself that this is reality and it's not a dream. Um, seeing the guys playing on TV and realizing that I know them and also mm -hmm. having problem moments whenever they would score. I get really excited and then I'd be at a game and someone would be bad mouthing the guy and then I get really offended <laughs> and very sensitive. But, um, I mean, I got to work with some really amazing people, and just through my health journey, I needed some flexibility, and that's why I created my own platform and own agency, just so mm -hmm. that no one was really depending on me. That's awesome. So, I have to ask, like I said, we, we've had AJ Galante on the show before, and honest to goodness, one of, if not the nicest human being we've come across in this journey that we've had with podcasting, what was that like? Was it you reaching out first or did he reach out to you? And, and how has it been working alongside him and working kind of basically bumping this brand new uh, fighting arena sport kind of thing? 
Oh, he's a gem of a human. I was watching the documentary on Netflix with my dad, and I decided to reach out on Instagram to say that we really enjoyed it. He's like, oh, thank you so much. And I said, well, I'd love to talk to you and see if there's a way that we can work together. And then we got on a phone call, and we figured out there were some ways to build PR and some more momentum around the brand. And it's crazy to me how much it's blown up since then. Yeah, I mean, they were sharing it. What is it? The Ice ice Wars is what it's yeah. called for everyone that's listening. Uh, it is essentially a hockey combat fight club kind of thing. Uh, if you've ever seen Goon 2, it's basically that, the whole premise of that movie, which is fantastic. Um, have you thought about reaching out to Sean William Scott or anyone from that movie? Or was it Jay Baruchel that produced it and, and trying to get them to, to come on board or what's it been like kind of just seeing i'm 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 assuming you've seen goon 2 but yeah. seeing that and being like okay now this is this is real life this is actually happening in front of me right now <laughs> yeah no i mean that's actually one of my favorite movies and fighting is probably my favorite part of hockey and i wish there was yep. more of it nowadays mm -hmm. there's not enough of it not enough grit but it's great to kind of bring that back and i'd love to bring back some of the old enforcers and get them involved like i love taidomi Mm -hmm. um, I think Avery would be a great addition. He's a little oh. bit of a pest on and off. Please, please get he. <laughs> and you know what? Too from a marketing standpoint, he is one of the most eloquently spoken players of all time. Oh, one hundred percent. And he does most of his own things too. Like he's been really smart about his brand and creating this character that everybody mm -hmm. loves to hate. Yeah, I can't say I hate him. I know he's not beloved down here in Dallas. He had some some interesting run-ins with different teams and players and their wives to a certain extent. We don't need to go into, but so let's let's dive a little bit deeper into the hockey conversation. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure you're a Maple Leafs fan, right? Yeah, sadly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So you mentioned Ty Domi, uh, but who would you say is your favorite player of all time and why? Um. I'm going to make it even more I mean, difficult. Who is your favorite player that's no longer playing? And who is your favorite current player? You can say one of your clients. That is completely acceptable. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to say Ty Domi was my favorite growing up. I just loved his style and his grit, the toughness. Everybody hated him, so it just made me more drawn to him. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite current player, I love Ryan Reeves. You know, he's a tough guy, but also can find the back of the net. So you kind of like the uh, the productive goons, as it were. I do. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay, then then thoughts on Tom Wilson? Because if you're going to look at that, the flip side of the coin, you've got mm -hmm. Ryan Reeves and kind of the antithesis is a bit of a Tom Wilson. Yeah, you know, I think Tom Wilson, I would love him if he was on my team. I don't like when we <laughs> play against him. <laughs> okay, okay. Then then let's let's flip the coin completely. Who is your least favorite player of all time, past and current? <sighs> Pass, I can't think of current. I'm gonna have to say Marshawn. <laughs> oh, okay. I have a confession, and yeah. and I think I've said this on the podcast before. I love Marshawn. Oh. I love the way he plays. <laughs> I love. I don't think I could ever see myself licking somebody else in beer league because I've seen how few times those guys shower, and it's disgusting. Uh, but aside from that, if we're talking about a guy who can find the back of the net and be the most annoying creature in the world. That man has absolutely done it. Um, I don't wish anyone to have his nose. Uh, I think he knows that. But, but yeah. So, what's uh? So 
kind of on the business side of things though, what is a busy day like for you? I know you love Starbucks. I follow you on Instagram. Wada Hockey follows you on Instagram. You are a Starbucks fiend. So what's a busy day like for you and what is your go-to drink at Starbucks? That's a two-parter. Yeah, so Starbucks, I should be sponsored by them at this point, I think. <laughs> um, I go every morning and sometimes twice a day. I usually get a cappuccino. And then uh, usually my mornings are off since everybody's a few hours behind. And mm -hmm. then I start work from 1 to about 7 or 8. Zoom calls, emails, mostly through my phone, which is kind of nice. So I can yep. still have a life outside of work and have that balance. So have you been chastised for choosing starbucks over uh horton's coffee oh 100 <laughs> oh my goodness i will say this i haven't had tim horton's it's coming down here to texas i think the first one's going to be dropped in houston which doesn't make a ton of sense to me mm -hmm. uh i don't know if there's a strong canadian population down there mm -hmm. uh, but regardless we're excited because that means it's eventually going to drift up to dallas uh what what's the deal with tin bits is it tin bits or are they donut holes let's be honest it's Timbits. They are pretty good. I do love them. My dog loves them too. I usually get them for him. I don't mind it once in a while, but I'm definitely a Starbucks girl. I know Tim Hortons has a partnership with Justin Bieber. And they just launched something new this week, so that's a really big deal. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like, he's essentially the, the prime minister of Canada without being the prime minister of Canada to a degree. Yeah, it's uh, him and Drake. That's fair. What about Shania Twain? I mean, she's basically like the queen of Canada. She is. And I think she might be losing that title. I don't know if it kind of hits as well today as it does like 10, 15 years ago. That's fair. I mean, we were at a beer league skate last night and uh, man, I feel like a woman definitely gets the entire crew on both benches going. I can oh, tell yeah. you that much. Yeah. Even uh, if you're not into country, that'll just put you right into the right mood. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I, I'm a, I'm a bit of an enigma down here in Texas. Not a country fan. Do not care yeah. for summers. It's like I said, it's brutal down here already. Uh, <laughs> but this is kind of a, a question that I, I that popped into my head when we initially started talking about having you on, uh, because I've always had a pretty big issue with the NHL, specifically their marketing, because I think mm -hmm. they do a terrible, terrible job of it. Uh, so if you were in charge of marketing for the NHL and its mm -hmm. players, what would be your first big move and why? Uh, I would release a lot of the restrictions on the kinds of endorsements that the guys can do because it mm -hmm. really limits them on how much money they can make off the ice. Mm -hmm. And I learned that when I started working with athletes in other sports like the NFL, NBA, and UFC, they're free to do cannabis deals. They're mm -hmm. free to do alcohol deals. They can do casino deals where our current guys are so limited and I mean, you're starting to see like Matthew said, the bet 99 deal, Connor McDavid has one, but they can't directly promote gambling. They mm -hmm. can kind of work their way around it. So they're getting a little bit better, but there's still a lot more improvement that can be done. Interesting. I don't think that's something that I knew and that kind of makes sense. And it's weird because you look at like specifically CBD seems to be the huge recovery trend for athletes mm -hmm. these days. Um, and you did mention that you worked with a couple of other leagues what has it been like kind of shifting out of the NHL and into the NFL, the NBA and UFC? Has there been outside of the obvious you just answered, uh, you know, marketing and, and deals they can sign? What, what's the biggest, I guess, mind, mindset change that you've noticed from 
guys in the NHL to other leagues in the uh, basically in North America? They have bigger personalities, and there's some that have attitudes and a little bit of entitlement <laughs> that you see. Yeah. And hockey is just very, I don't know, it feels like home. Everybody's mm-hmm. very humble, very genuine, wants to help you out. We're in other sports and leagues, it's a little bit different, where you're just kind of fending for yourself. That's fair. Yeah, I think the uh, the we not me mentality is is huge in hockey. Speaking of, there was a rather inspirational uh, monologue. Have you watched the newest incarnation of Letterkenny Shorzy at all? I haven't yet. That's been on my list for a while. <laughs> Well, I would highly recommend it. I think it's six episodes. It is an easy binge watch, like an uh, early afternoon waiting for clients to get up and going. I would highly recommend it. Uh, what's it been like for you seeing Letterkenny and kind of like exposing a little bit of the Canadian culture a little bit more? Has that been exciting or what have your thoughts been on that? And and what do you think it's done kind of for the image of Canadians far and wide? It's been exciting, but I feel like it also enforces the Canadian stereotype a little bit more <laughs> to yeah. wide areas. Um, I don't know if that will ever change or it will just continue on generation upon generation. Mm-hmm. I think it does. I, I enjoy it because I've unfortunately never been to Canada, not yet at least, but it, it shows that there are definitely the same walks of life up there that there are down here, specifically in Texas. It feels. Texas feels a lot like Canada, just not nearly as as cold. Uh, I wish it was that cold, but it just feels like there is a lot of the same walks of life with the the goth and the skids and the cowboys and everyone in between. So Shorzy does not sell any uh, sell you short on the on the hockey stereotypes. I will forewarn you, it is it is from front to back a hockey show, and it's fantastic. Um, so going kind of back to your career, you've kind of talked about being in the in the inter- entertainment industry and trying to do that obviously brad pitt call us uh what would you say your overall goal is for your career and is there a limit or are you ready to just basically take over the pr world i'm just taking it one day at a time grateful for every experience that i get and every person that i meet and we'll see where it goes i don't know if this is going to be a long-term thing or if something else will come along so speaking of experiences, what what has been your biggest step back in pinch me moment where you were like, oh, my God, this is happening. I cannot believe or maybe after the fact, where you're like, I can't believe I just talked to that person. I think probably meeting Trochek, who was the last hockey game that I went to before the pandemic and mm-hmm. I got to go around and through the dressing rooms, um, got to wait with all the friends and family of the players, got to see a couple of the Panthers, meet the coach. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a crazy experience. And I brought my dad along with me and he That's was cool. starstruck, which is pretty cool to share that with him. That's awesome. That's awesome. So can you kind of take us through a little bit of a step-by-step without, you know, obviously going into too much detail and giving your secrets away, what it's like acquiring different and new clients? Is it kind of like you said with AJ Galante or do you take different steps or what's what's kind of the uh, the the steps that you take to do to do that i've been really fortunate aj is the only one that i reached out to it's been very organic and through introductions through agents um, other players referring me so just taking it through that not really pushing or forcing anything that's awesome yeah i think the uh, the hockey world is so small that if you make a couple of connections it really just kind of kickstarts everything gets the ball rolling so obviously we are a texas-based hockey podcast we do love our dallas stars you and i have talked about them a little bit 
Uh, you did work a little bit with Tyler Sagan. Are you guys yeah. still working together? And what's yeah, it like? Work? I know he's a bit quiet outside of the game. So, yeah, it's mostly me working with his agent, and then uh, we got everything set up for him and trying to make things as easy as possible for him. But you know, he's been around in the league for a long time. He's mm -hmm. earned that. And, I mean, it's great to kind of see where he is at his career. I'm hoping he'll make a bigger comeback for next season. I know he's a little slow to come back from his injury. We are all hoping that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you've seen he loves his dogs more than anything. I think that those are the stars of all the shows. <laughs> uh, so I guess, too, when it comes to him, is have you noticed a difference in media companies? Because I know he's done some interviews with Bar Down. Or what would you say your favorite kind of media outlet is to work alongside or kind of coincide with? I mean, all of them have been pretty great. I've worked with The Athletic, ESPN's really great, mm -hmm. um, TSN, Sportsnet. I mean, I always try to go for the bigger ones like ESPN right. since they have coverage in both the U.S. and Canada. So this way mm -hmm. we can expose the guys to the Canadian markets as well and American. Mm -hmm. so I try to aim for those, but I'm open to anyone and everyone. I know a lot of people don't love how many podcasts there are, but I think you never know who you can reach out to. Yeah, I can confirm. Been yeah, been doing this for a long time, so it makes it makes total sense. Uh, what kind of advice or what message do you want to send to people that might be in your position that are 13 or 14 years old and? realizing like i really want to do something in the pr world what kind of advice would you give them and, and what avenue would you have them take i would say being kind to everyone no matter what position they're in or what league they're in always be open-minded and just really work at it uh, take it one step at a time linkedin has probably been my best resource that mm -hmm. i didn't really take advantage of until the last year and a bit and that's mm -hmm. led to a lot of opportunities for the guys Awesome. Well, we do have a set of questions that we usually ask. I'm assuming you've never tried Whataburger. Uh, so we'll, we'll go ahead and, and skip that question. But the time the time will come. We've offered basically to cover anyone's tab that we've had on the show. If you ever find yourself down in Dallas, you have to let us know so we can treat you. Uh, but the big question is they are making a movie about you and they are casting the lead role. Who would play Sav? Oh goodness, that's a good question. Um, it always freezes people up because they're not expecting it. No, I really wasn't expecting <laughs> that. Yikes! I don't even know. We've had some. We've had some pretty spot on. Okay, okay, we could go with that. We've had some pretty spot on answers. We've had some people that are like batting a little bit out of their league, Bradley Cooper and things like that, and we're like, yeah. calm down, buddy. It's no. Yeah, no she also had a kidney transplant and her dad was her donor so i kind of have that connection with her oh okay perfect i think that might be the best uh perfect answer that we've gotten as far as like background so that's a winner uh what is the go-to song for sav getting ready in the morning who do you put on is it justin bieber or is it drake it is neither it's actually oh. stevie b spring love i love okay. it freestyle okay Good answer. Good answer. Obviously, we know you love Starbucks, so we yeah. know where the coffee question is going to go. What is your go-to meal and or snack? Uh, meal or snack? I love Subway. 
That's my weakness. I love a foot-long turkey sub. I usually crush it in the parking lot. It doesn't even make it home. Respect. Okay. I, I got to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. What is the absolute no-go condiment for you? What is the one condiment you're like, do not put that near my food? Mustard. Okay, so that's not going on the turkey sub. Couldn't no. we can be safe about that? <laughs> well, Sev, I want to thank you so much. I know we've been talking about having you on the podcast for a while. Um, where can we find you? And again, can you share again the kidney foundation links or uh, how we can help out uh, in that regard? Yeah, so you can check out the kidney foundation on kidneyontario.ca as well as at kidney ontario on Instagram and Twitter, and then you can find me at sabrinapr.com. And at Sabrina PR on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Well, Sabrina, thank you so much for coming on. If we ever get lucky enough to have more of these active guys, we'll definitely point them your way. Uh, just, uh, just tell them, just tell them water hockey, or we'll tell them water hockey sent you, and then we'll we'll go from there. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you again soon.